Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings. This is episode 36 of the Always Relevant Podcast. As always, Dane DeMeo is back on the show this week. And also, Lee Caldwell will be joining us. We'll be having our impromptu board meeting today. So, I know we're excited. We're just going to get together. We're going to talk about some of our favorite comedians. Um, some of the worst 80s big, or 80s big hair bands. Also, the sports talk in general, because that's what we love. And then um, things to pack on vacation, for summer vacation specifically. And we have a few rapid-fire questions and a few other topics we're going to be discussing. So, we're looking forward to it. We're glad we're back together. Uh, obviously, not that back together in the same location. You know, we're located across the country from each other. But this is one of the few times that we all get to speak at the same time with each other besides who text. So, this is good. We're excited. We hope you're excited, too. And enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? This is episode 36 of the Always Relevant Podcast. We're recording, and I am late to my own meeting uh, with everybody. We're doing differently. We're doing it through Zoom this time. We're still going to put it out through our normal podcast uh, channels. Uh, got Dane on the line. Dane, you available, dude? We're still trying to see if he, if he can uh, get on here. Um, so while we're doing it, we're excited we're here. Uh, so then we're going to have Dane, uh, we're going to have Lee, uh, Lee Caldwell from the bonus episode we had. And we're just going to come out here and hang out, have a good time as always, get everybody back together. We're trying to get DJ on, but uh, he's doing some things with his father's today. It's Father's Day. So to all the fathers out there, want to say happy Father's Day. You're on the line, man. Dane's still trying to come through with the technical difficulties, which is fine. Um, we're just trying to figure things out. So while we do that, we're waiting on Lee and uh, go from there. So um, got everybody here right now. Got the kids back. My can you hear me? Upstairs. Dane, I hear you, man. I hear you on the line. You doing all right? Oh, yeah. Just woke up, man. Let's do this. I want some <laughs> justice. I want some justice. <laughs> Dane is always looking for justice out here. Here, we're going to keep Dane entertained. I have a, a child trying to walk up these stairs. Go ahead, go up the stairs. Go, it's okay. So, Dane, can you still hear me? I'm walking around in the basement here. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. So, yeah, no, we, uh, Dane's still looking for his justice. I don't know if he's ever going to get it. It kind of is what it is right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you might need to call or send a letter to good old Roger Goodell and say, hey, I need help. <clears throat> Something happened ASAP. We should draft a letter from the relevant podcast to the NFL for justice on this situation with the Steelers. That's what I want. That's what you want? That's what know. I want. I don't know. I don't know about that kind of pull. I mean, I can see what I can do, though. I think Lee's about to join this meeting, so. It doesn't look like we're going to have any sports anyway, but you Cincy fans should be happy about that. I mean, who wants to watch the Bengals, Reds, and, uh, uh, man, the MLS team's terrible, too. I hey, can't man, think hey. of their name is so bad right now. The FC Cincinnati. FC hey, Cincinnati, up? yeah. Nothing, man. So I have a, a child running around back here doing this podcast. So, trying to keep everything under control. Absolutely. 
<laughs> Lisa wants to not Lisa. Dane still wants the NFL to um, basically get the get the Steelers in trouble for uh, paying off uh, his boy from Akron um, <laughs> for uh, for all the dirty cheap shots that uh, James Harrison took. Um, I mean, I know we've been players. hearing we've been hearing Dane like say this for weeks upon end that James Harrison is dirty, and yeah, we all knew that. And trying to bark up the tree of getting the Steelers in trouble because they're dirty, we all know that as well. So, Dane, it's just one of those things you have to accept in life and just move on from. Right. It's, 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 it's a tough thing to accept. It's not fair. I want justice. So I'm not going to get it. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to let it die, though, because I think a lot of people in Ohio would like to see some justice in this situation. But then what happens with all those Bengals fans that went out and bought James Harrison Hooday jerseys when he was on the team for like two-thirds of the season? Right. That's a, that's well, a real conflict the right there. Have, the Bengals have to sign every dirty player for at least a half a season. We got to have the Pac-Man. We got to have yeah. well, when, they're with the Bengals, when they're with the Bengals, they keep the nose clean and they stay out of trouble. Besides Burfick, Burfick likes playing the way he plays. But everybody that's, else, no off-the-field issues. Very true, and what I mean, are you at least about Delphic, forget Pac-Man at the airport. I mean, we forget I mean, all this stuff. Early. That was early in his career. Now Pac-Man's basically a model citizen. The whole Jailcats thing with the Bengals, that's so overplayed. And, yeah, they had a run there, but most of those dudes that got in trouble was for some DUIs. It wasn't like no one was really getting gun charges, like throwing their, throwing their lady onto a couch with guns and threatening them like that. There was a few, you know, Pac-Man Jones did his thing, and that's true. But at the end of the day, I'll take the Bengals signing guys for a short term that have had some character issues and being like the Browns and signing guys that are already washed up for a minimum of six months. All right, I'm just going to end this conversation right now. As we know on the relevant podcast, I'm the only one that speaks truth on this thing. All right, I got to be the voice of reason. So I'm just going to let Terrell start his thing here. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, go ahead and do yeah, it. Because, because also, Dale's getting ready to go on a tangent wondering why Cincinnati fans even like their sports. So I'm glad we're stopping him now because he was starting to take a, a DJ style left. And but, um, I mean, at the end, of, I mean, don't get me wrong. Amanda bags on me all the time for even being a Bengals fan. She's like, "Why do you even try?" And uh, I and I catch more than my fair share of side glances out here. Like, oh, you're a Bengals fan? I've never actually met one of you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, trust me, man. Like Sundays are just full of sadness. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough for sure. Um, all right, here I'm gonna get, I'm gonna kick this off. Uh, right. Go to the normal flow of the show. Uh, how are you? How are you really? I know for me personally, I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Uh, just had finals, my final for major accounting, and my child's trying to crawl some stairs. But I'm gonna get her to do that real quick. But um, which was crazy because I did 100 questions in one hour, and it's just not enough time to, to finish the final. I think everybody did not do well because they couldn't have time. So I'm a little annoyed with that. I know DJ's annoyed with that, but that is what it is. Once we wedding last night, it was a good time. Um, but overall, I can't complain about anything right now. So, Dane, dude, how are you? How are you really? I'm doing pretty good. I think I'm even doing better knowing there's probably not going to be any football this year. I mean, imagine a whole year of your Sunday back without the misery of watching professional football in Ohio. I mean, it's going to be great for us. It's going to be great. We can go out and do stuff. We can be happy on our day off. We don't have to watch 
god awful football. Ah, uh, I'm starting to I'm starting to look forward to this no football thing. It might not be that bad. What do you think? I don't know, man. Like, I still want to watch it. I know you're just you're in pessimistic mode because you're a Browns fan. That's how you guys do it. You're worse than Bengals fan when it comes to that. You know. <laughs> so I don't know. It might be all right. I'm looking forward to it. I hope they can play, but it's just gonna be hard if someone on a team does contract the coronavirus. Like they're gonna have to quarantine like everybody on the team. There's no way to avoid it. So I don't know. Well, you know how it is. In work, you always look at the historical data for future performance. And if I look at the data from 1999, I don't expect any different performance with the same yahoos in charge. So, Lee, go ahead. Tell us how are you and how are you really? Honestly, doing fairly good. Uh, Just came back uh, this morning, went and did a little overnight camping trip up in the mountains yesterday. And, uh, yeah. Beautiful day here in Denver, so I'm good on that level. Sports, man, at this point in time, it is what it is. Uh, I don't think NFL is going to be coming back. Don't really know about anything on the college side. And as both y'all know, I'm a bigger baseball fan than anything else. And the fact that those guys can't get their stuff straight and they can't get spring training facilities open, don't hold out much hope. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you there, man. I feel that sports – we had some hope that was going to come back, but I'm not holding out much hope right now. Either. So, yeah, sorry. I'm half distracted. We'll make sure Copeland doesn't do anything crazy while I'm down here. So I apologize. Um, but <laughs> DJ couldn't make it. He's actually uh, doing something with his dad today for Father's Day. So I'm like, nope, not a problem. He's helping out. Seven up pops, spending some time with him. So, you know, it, it's, it's good. And I know Copeland. She wants to be down here with me, at least for a little bit, because she's been at my parents all weekend. And I think she's over hanging out with them. So she wants to kick with me. So as long as she doesn't go up the stairs, I'm all right. Everything else is pretty much fair game. <laughs> so, all right, so on the show today, I know we're talking about doing talking about a few different things, like, you know, like favorite comedians and skits, you know, the worst of 80s uh, hair bands, which Dane just wants to hear me go off on them. <laughs> um, I know if DJ was on, he would definitely be uh, for them and for the big hair bands, but I have to put it in the box. And you know, we got a few other things we're going to talk about as well. That's what we're talking about this year. So, um, here we go. But everybody's listening. They don't have distracted. That's why. Um, <laughs> oh, what, let's see. What else? As far as sports stuff, should Kaepernick be picked up by the NFL team now that it seems like the NFL owners are not blackballing him anymore? Should he get a or not? Um, it was like 13 players on Texas text positive for COVID, you know, the, the, you know, the fallout from that. And then will there actually be sports this year? And it seems like we're all in agreement. Probably not. Um, and then we'll have rapid fire. And then, you know, we'll get with the normal messing with your money with rail. So <laughs> you know, we'll see what's up. We'll see how it's going. Um, we'll get into it. Dan, I know you brought the brought up the subject of the favorite comedians and or skits. You know, what we'll, we'll start with you. Well, before we do that, actually, Lee, first of all, I saw you, I don't know if it's a little podcast, just a little drink segment, whatever, you know, you do what you do. You are resident genius <laughs> slash resident mythologist. And uh, I saw it. It was good, man. I like it. You know, when did that start? What's it for? Nice, man. Um, so the company that I work for, we do beverage catering exclusively. And uh, essentially what that means is we don't handle food at all. All we do is we come in and 
we'll set up a bar for you and make drinks for you and do as complicated as you want. Or at the other side, we'll do something as simple as just dropping off booze at your house. And um, we started doing this segment to keep people engaged while we've been on a coronavirus shutdown here in Colorado. And uh, we started this segment called Behind the Bar with Peak. And it just happened to be my turn up in the rotation. And right. we did a, I like to put tequila in normal drinks that would call for like whiskey, whiskey, either bourbon or rye, just because it does lighten it up. And I think it gives it a little bit fresher uh, flavor, but also I don't drink much whiskey anymore. Uh, mostly I drink tequila and gin. And I think they're both fun to sub in some drinks that you wouldn't think of those uh, spirits going in normally. And uh, got so far been really well received. I saw, uh, I think we're at about 200, 250 views on IGTV. And uh, I like to I like to draw my own experience when it comes up with drinks. It's like the one I, uh, last week you guys were talking about a gin and tonic as your drink of the summer. Um, I did that cocktail contest last year where I, uh, it was a riff on a deconstructed gin and tonic that I did inspired by you two uh, that I called shoe, uh, Church Shoes. Because let's be serious, we all know back in the day when it would be going out time, you had to have on your button down, and you also had to have on your church shoes. Got to have church shoes. It's a must. <laughs> yeah, back in the day when people used to actually dress up to go out. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I can't say that I've uh, been unhappy with the development in that because y'all both know me. Y'all, You guys would be dressed up, ready to go out, and I'd be showing up in jeans and a T-shirt and chucks. So, uh Luckily for me in Denver, you can pretty much go anywhere in Colorado and everything from jeans and a t-shirt to athleisure wear and not catch a side eye. Good stuff. Oh, it's good, man. I mean, I love this clothes development. We'll talk about it sometime. I mean, I got a bunch of suits to collect dust now because no one even <laughs> needs those for work. You know what True I mean? Like, oh, yeah. With me, it's a lot of money. Yeah, when I had to come back to uh, Indiana back in the fall and had to get a suit, I tried on uh, the last three suits I had, and I was like, oh, hell no, I cannot wear any one of these. I, I had to go buy a new suit just because I hadn't been wearing one all the time. Right. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. But no, man, like I said, I came across that. I saw it on IGTV. I was like, oh, let, me, let me check this out. I didn't know you were doing anything like that. I thought it was great. I thought it was interesting. It was just like you're in your natural element doing your thing, you know, behind the bars, like you're, you know, talking with anybody that's out there. You just show them kind of you know, what you do. So I thought it was cool. I look forward to seeing it again for sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, all right, man. Yeah, you have to let us know when, you, when it's your turn in rotation again, too. Absolutely. Uh, cool. I, d uh, I did another one um, in that same video series. Uh, probably will be popping out in, I'd say, maybe a week, maybe two weeks. Uh, yeah. If you everyone like pop in and check it out, it's Peak Bev oh, no. is the uh, name of the um, – is the company and the Instagram handle and or you can search uh, peak beverage on IGTV and see what not only I'm doing but some of my other co-workers are doing as well yeah man, for sure yeah when it's coming up yeah we'll definitely shout it out on here man we're all about it so I said I thought it was cool but it was done really well and you explained it really well to everybody and I thought it was awesome man so it's good seeing you out there like that nice man appreciate it it was yeah. uh I hadn't been behind the bar making drinks for yeah, it's probably three, maybe four months now. So it's yeah. kind of fun to uh, dust it off a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure it's just like riding a bike. You don't forget that, right? <laughs> uh, sometimes. You can get a little rusty. <laughs> you know, I was just going to say, Lee, I miss you serving drinks. Did you see our spot Brio's closing? Bankruptcy? I did, uh, I did, 
I did see that. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely a, uh, a spot for a hot minute there. Uh, it was always fun being able to run that patio bar. And uh, I know there were a few times there was an empty bottle of a gin or two I had to explain when uh, you and Trail would post up for an afternoon. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure that you definitely were covering for for your friends for sure and uh we appreciate that <laughs> absolutely man because it always came back to me on the late when i got off so i always appreciated <laughs> it <laughs> me bankrupt in brio actually Terrell bankrupt in brio i didn't say just me wasn't just me I mean, I'm going to go on a, out on a limb and say if anything bankrupted Brio is the sheer amount of uh, free bread and oil they went through more than anything else. That's probably true. <laughs> probably true. I, it would always so. kill me when I'd be waiting tables and be like, would you like an appetizer? Oh, no, but we've got bread, right? Yeah, they're expecting that for sure. <laughs> for sure. Copeland, what are you doing? She wants to go up these stairs. Dane, I know you, you brought in the, the subject – for their favorite comedians or skits. Why don't you start us off with your list, man? Yeah, so, you know, we don't have any sports going on, so I know a lot of people's watching Netflix and all that kind of stuff, stuff I've never done before because I swear when I come home, the only thing I watched was sports. I'd literally turn on, I'd watch, because baseball's on every night in the summer, all that stuff. So I've been getting back into the comedians. I remember when there used to be a lot of comedian, you know, comedy show places, you know, everywhere. I don't know where they all went, but, you know, uh, that was something I used to like to do. So, I mean, I'm going to start off with my favorite, probably everybody's favorite or close to it, Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle Show. Uh, that's one of the best. Clayton Absolute Bigsby. Classic. Clayton Bigsby, the one who, uh, remember when he was the uh, black Klansman who was blind and didn't know he was black? Classic. And they're like, why didn't you tell him? He's too important to the movement. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's great. Oh, uh, well, his, uh, when he, the player haters ball. When they're like, you pulled the alarm at the Special Olympics. Who does that, right? <laughs> oh, his Rick James, it, man. Yeah, the Rick James skit. <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. I mean, it's classic stuff. His stand-ups are great. If you haven't seen his new stand-ups on Netflix, you got to check them out. Uh, also on Netflix, he won the Mark Twain Award for Top Comedian or, you know, Lifetime Achievement for Comedians. you got to watch yep. that special, too. I just uh, watched that. It is pretty good. It is pretty good, yeah. So I definitely like that. Uh, Ari Spears, right? You ever seen him? Does the impression of Arnold and Stallone and everything like that? De Niro, Pacino, he's from New Jersey. I actually seen him live when he was just getting started. What was that place in Miami's part? It was called Jokers or the Funny Bone or something like that. Remember they knocked uh, it down? It was over by the mall. Oh, oh man, I can't yeah, remember. yeah. I forget what it's called. It was. It might have been Jokers Comedy Club. Yeah, back in two. I think yeah. it was like two thousand five. Man, I seen him in there. Man, I was dying. I never laughed so hard at a live show. <laughs> but pull up his videos. I mean, it, it's classic. Uh, Chris Rock, one of my favorites. Got to check out his stuff, especially back in the day. Tossing salad. Can I say that on this podcast? Tossing salad. I mean, Chris it's already Rock. out there now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Chris Rock, and I'm telling you, one of my all-time favorites is 
Man, you had Jim Carrey on there doing Fire Marshal Bill, uh, the guidance counselor. Uh, that was just great. Then you had Damon Wayans, man on film, two snaps in a whip. You can't remember that. You got to check that out. Oswald yeah, Bates. Don't forget Homie the Clown. Homie the Clown. <laughs> homie the Clown. Homie, don't play that. And then Jamie Foxx, for some reason, was always playing a woman on that show. Wanda. They played Sweet Tooth Jones and Ace in Maine. I mean, In Living Color was great. Those are some of my favorites right there, comedians. Check them out. Dave Chappelle's the king, but I like some of them others as well. What do you guys got? Hey, don't forget about Jennifer Lopez getting her started on In Living Color as well. That's right. She was a fly girl. Oh, yeah, a fly girl. <laughs> yep. So, I, I for me, like, for me, you, uh, Dane, you threw a lot of the, you know, same comedians I like on the list. So, obviously, I'm agree with you with, like, Chappelle, Chris Rock. You know, it's always cool to see those guys, you know, where they are now that started in Living Color um, and all of that. I know a couple of others I want to add to the list. Uh, I've even heard of Gary Owen. Um, he's actually from the Cincinnati area. Uh, usually he's on, you know, I've seen first you seen, first seen him on BET because you don't normally see white comedians on BET. Um, but, you know, dude's funny. Uh, and it cracks me up as far as, you know, what his jokes are and what he brings to the table. And, and another guy, throwback, um, Bernie Mac. You know, he just I could I could watch him all day and his jokes and just his presentation, his voice, you know, you tell he just has the crowd and just in his eyes when he's telling jokes, how they always get big. It just that his his facial expressions crack me up when he's actually telling the jokes. Um and obviously like throwback Eddie Murphy when he's doing his stand up, you know, that's that's something that'll I think that'll always stand the test of time, uh, right there. So I'll, those would be those, you know, those are my contributions to the table. Uh, obviously, though, Dave Chappelle, I love Chappelle. Cracks me up, man. Cracks yeah. me up. Uh, all of us definitely had Chappelle on our list. Um, I, I just like the fact that he's, I mean, you got the classic stuff from the Chappelle show um, all the way to the relevant um, stuff he's still putting out today. His newest special is awesome. The Mark Twain Award was awesome. Uh, plus, on top of that, he is also does a lot of things outside of just being a comedian. Because I'm pretty sure he's a councilman in Yellow Springs, actually. He lives there pretty much full-time. Right. So I've been a huge fan of Chappelle for a long time. Uh, and then I actually have a few other kind of guys that no one else threw out there. Um, and, Dane, you were talking about there not being many comedy clubs anymore. Uh, I feel you on that. When I, when I lived in Indy, um, one, Bob and Tom was filming right there. And that was a huge thing when most of us were younger. And uh, so you always had big national acts rolling through Indy. And uh, we had a place called uh, Go Bananas right in uh, Broad Ripple. So like, like me and Jake used to go there all the time, but we would see uh, Kevin Pollitt, um, who most people know is a really serious actor, but totally kills it with uh, the Christopher Walken impersonation, does a whole bunch of super dry comedy. Uh, his Jack Nicholson one, when uh, Kevin Pollock's mom comes to visit on a set of A Few Good Men, is uh, probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Uh, let's see, I got two other Daves on my list. Uh, I got Dave Attell, who uh, I used to watch a ton of, um, especially working in the bar business, coming home. I uh, used to have his show, uh, Up All Night, that was on, uh, I think it was on Comedy Central, but watched a lot of his stuff. Uh, it was kind of like a, 
comedy, like comedy, comedy direct version of what you would see now with like something that Anthony Bourdain did, where you'd go around and just kind of go through all these places in a city, hit different bars and all of that. Um, David Letterman, absolute classic. Uh, even still watching him do his interview show on Netflix, still thinks he kills it. Some of the smartest, snappiest, well-written comedy. Um, and also like hard-hitting questions. And two guys that are still doing pretty uh, new bits is Tom Segura. He have he has a couple different things involving Mike Tyson that literally have had me rolling on the ground. And I'm a huge fan of what uh, Stephen Colbert puts out. Yeah, that's Over. good. Yeah, those are good ones. I forgot one more important one. I like Frank Calienda. His George Bush impression is classic. He's yeah, like, his impressions are good. Three teams have a chance to make the, you know, Super Bowl. That's like fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, no! And his his uh, John Madden impression is on point. So is his Charles Barkley impression. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, John, I throw him out there. He's he's good. Yeah, and his John Gruden impression, like the look on his face, you know, where he he said that he looks exactly like good old Chucky. This big old Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And oh, then man. I forget the one more guy I wanted to shout out. I forget the guy with the puppet. He has the terrorists and the old man. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember his name. Yeah, I know who I you're forget. talking about. He's pretty funny at times, too. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, Terrell, where we got to go. But that was a pretty good list. People check it out. There's no sports. Check <laughs> them out. You need a good laugh. You know, that's those are some ones you definitely want to check out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, man, I don't even know if I want to go to this topic because everybody's <laughs> already heard my rant. I guess I kind of ran it, kind of didn't, on the worst of 80s hair bands. Um, I don't know, you, so you guys might have, might have the best, but for me, it's just – you always had to hear, at least I did growing up, because everybody's like, that's like their pregame music. You don't do that. Or you're out there warming up on the field, and you hear jock jams. You hear all these, you know, 80s rock bands that are out there singing, doing their thing, whatever. I'm like, ah, I'd rather hear something from the 70s or something from the 90s. Let me hear some 90s grunge. I'm cool with that. 80s big hair bands, I'm good. I want no part of it. Don't forget, not only do you have pregames, but also you have the jukebox at Miami Valley Sports Bar which I'm pretty yeah. sure they have a big presence there. They do. They do. So you just try to make sure you put in your songs and make sure that no one could override them. So. <laughs> but, but we got to talk about the worst of the worst, right? Like there's bad, there's real bad, there's really, really bad, and then there's just the worst. So if you got – I got some worst for you, and Terrell, you can chime in because I know you love this stuff. Let's go. I mean, let's see. You know what's one I really hate? I hate a lot of stuff, but this stuff I really hate. Mr. <laughs> Big to be with you. Worst song ever. I hate it. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Remember that yeah. She wants to be with you. Now you want to just tear your stereo off the freaking <laughs> wall when you hear that somewhere? It's terrible. Then you have a band, the band Danger Danger, and their two hits are, believe it or not, called Bang Bang, and the other one's Naughty Naughty. Like, can you get any more? They, I mean, where's they DJ? They and stuck with it. probably listening to that right now. You know, I can just see DJ banging Bang Bang right now in his car. 
Yeah, no, I, could see, I could picture him doing that. I could completely picture him doing that. Oh, and then you got Dawkins. Oh, German band. I just hate it. Listen to In My Dreams. Oh, my God. It gives me nightmares. Awful. Awful. Uh, I got three more bands I got to bring up because it's just terrible. White Lion. That might be the sappiest garbage ever written. That, like, might be any, like, R&B singer or any garbage out there. Anybody who's heard When the Children Cry, what the hell's that song about? I don't even know what he's talking about. What are they crying about? Terrible song. Uh, and then I got to bring up Extreme. You guys know Extreme, right? No. The More Than Words song. More Than Words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I was a professional singer. <laughs> you know what? That singer's so bad, he almost sank Van Halen when Van Halen signed him to take over. <laughs> Terrible. How do you kill Van Halen? I mean, that's how bad you are, is when you cannot even sell an album with the name Van Halen on it. Who's listening to this stuff? What were they thinking signing him? Too many drugs in the 80s, too. And the ultimate winger she's only 17 why are these guys not in jail she's only 17 but she's old enough for me and they're walking around the streets dude what the heck how you put out like that saying that man come on what do you guys got to say i can't i can't do any more of this i mean those are all pretty terrible yeah definitely pretty terrible yeah i agree 100 i can't deny that list at all I got two more to throw on, though. Uh, I put down Nelson, which um, oh. love and affection and is uh, basically their one, their one big hit. And it was two twin brothers, long blonde hair, literally looked like extra bad guys from the first Die Hard. Just absolutely soft, absolutely terrible. <laughs> and uh, oh. Dane might try to fight me on this one, but uh, Twisted Sister, absolute garbage. Absolutely. Is Dean the ugliest woman that ever lived? <laughs> when you're ugly as a man and then you try to go be a woman, it doesn't work much better. Have and that's the one lesson that Dee Snyder did not learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got people like Poison and Cinderella and all them dressing up like women. But when you're as ugly as Dee Snyder and you try to dress up like a woman, dude, I, I'm all for everybody doing whatever they want. But if you've ever seen the video, you're not going to take it. And I like D. Snyder, too. Like, his new solo stuff, trying to do modern rock's good. I He's like it. He's done a great keeping actual real rock music alive and relevant through his DJing and through his, uh, I guess, I think it's Sirius uh, station that he has. Yeah, I love D. Snyder. His last album he brought out was Soul Album, was written by Jamie Josta, Hate Breed. It's an excellent album. Uh, for the love of heavy metal, it's actually called. I like it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, – I, I mean, you got to remember, though, Qu you know, Twisted Sister kind of was one of the bands that created that hair metal. They're one of the originals. I, I can't say they're as terrible as these other bands, but uh, I'll let you throw them on there. That's fine. <laughs> not a favorite of mine. But not as bad as the ones I think I listed. And uh, I also was kicking around some other some other ones um, because let's be serious, bad '80s hair bands is not resigned at all to just rock music. It's not just metal. Like go flip back, look at some country music bands. 
Definitely, like, all same haircuts, really, really bad. Hey, uh, biz to the front, party in the back, hard. <laughs> indeed. And if you, uh, if you go to some places, it's still business in the front and, well, lots and lots of partying in the back. And I feel like they permed it. I feel like they permed it, too. <laughs> uh, we had uh, – I, I learned – I actually learned a term for it not all that long ago when uh, one of Amanda's friends was out here visiting us. It was the first time I'd heard Kentucky waterfall in a really, really long time. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out, guys. That mullet's still in style in Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> still, it never left. Still alive and well. But I will hey. say – uh, yeah, that's a pretty good list. I mean, yeah, the country. You got to remember, everybody that lived in the 80s loved it. It was good times, good economy, big music, big hair. Everybody was on drugs. That's why the music's so bad, I think. And, you know, what do you got to do? And then Kurt <laughs> Cobain killed it and let, let everybody know we we're all depressed after all. So there you go. <laughs> I guess oh, you could call that the hangover portion of it. Yes, I like yeah, exactly, exactly. So, oh, I know what to do. Because um, we're really, really going to sports stuff now. I saw like a breaking news: Dak Prescott is going to go ahead and sign his franchise tag uh, for what was it thirty-one point four million dollars in twenty twenty, and they're going to keep negotiating after the fact. So, I was wondering what was going to happen. Didn't know if any dolls would be able to come in and start for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, take him to the promised land. But um, it looks like that's going to be there. But I don't know. Any quick thoughts on that? So we didn't really talk about it. I just it popped up on my phone just now. So I think it's a good move by Dallas. I'm not a. I mean, Dak Prescott has stats, but he didn't win the division in the historically bad NFC least last year. They had a two-game lead on the Eagles and gave it up. Dude, you want paid? Beat the Eagles. Beat Carson Wentz. That's what I'm saying. If you want paid, beat the Eagles. Get in the playoffs. I'm not even mentioning the Giants and Redskins because they're so bad. What a disgrace the football all that money is. But beat the Eagles if you want paid. I think Mike McCarthy, that gives him a chance to look at Dak Prescott for a year. Dak, prove me wrong. Well, I hope you don't because I hate the Cowboys. But prove me wrong. Go win the division. Go win some playoff games. Get paid. If you don't get in the playoffs, I don't want to hear you whining about you should be paid. Quarterbacks are judged on wins. What do you think? I totally agree with you that quarterbacks are judged by wins. And I'm pretty sure he's got a solid record. Granted, they did come up short last year. But we both know that – or well, all three of us know that it's not – you can have a really, really great quarterback and the same and have terrible defense or have defense that doesn't show up and it falls on the quarterback. But in reality, we know it's through none of their own fault. Um, in terms of Dak taking the franchise deal, it's a huge bump in salary. It's one year guaranteed. So go get paid on that and go out and earn this next contract. I feel like he's personally already earned it. I think the Cowboys should have extended him, um, especially after watching, you know, really, really garbage quarterback play from Andy Dalton, even though, you know, he had times he was mediocre, but it was still never great. And talking about wins defining quarterbacks never could get us into the second round of the playoffs. So on one hand, I do believe that there is some value um, to paying Dak because the wins do speak for themselves. And uh, yeah, go out and earn that check. 
The, here's my problem with Dak, though. He wants top quarterback money. He is not Mahomes. He's not Russell. He's not Drew Brees. I'm not saying he not can't necessarily get there, but he don't deserve that kind of money right now. You know what? You had a chance to go to the playoffs. You had to beat a sorry Eagles team, and you let that sorry Eagles team get in the playoffs. The NFC East last year that I call the least is awful. Awful football. I feel bad for everybody in America because they always put those teams on TV because they're big market and force everybody without a Sunday ticket to watch that god-awful football. And I'm out here, you know, an hour from New York City, and there's two god-awful New York teams, and they're always on TV. Nobody wants to see it except the diehards, and they force the whole country to watch Dallas, Philly, New York, New York, and the Redskins, who the Redskins are just doing another level of awful. They've almost taken over for the Browns. I don't even, Come on, Dak. Come, you can't beat these teams and you want Patrick Mahomes money? Come on, man. No, no, no. He don't deserve it. Dane, here's I, the problem, though. The flaw in the system is that essentially when you're a starting quarterback and you're the biggest starting quarterback in each class, you get you basically set the new bar for highest contract. And that's the way it's been for a long time. At one point in time, hell, Andy Dalton was the highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been the highest paid quarterback in the league. It's just basically where you fall. And if you are going to demand top dollar, or if you're going to be a guy like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, that takes less money so that your team can invest that in basically into your supporting cast. In the Cowboys scenario, it's different because they already have invested all that money into the supporting cast. You know, Zeke's already gotten paid. That offensive line's locked up. They've locked up a lot of their key defensive pieces. Um, unless I'm mistaken, I believe Amari Cooper got paid. So, you know, they've already taken care of the supporting cast, and they're still sh- and they're still showing that they can pay him. And it's Dallas. It's not like you literally have unlimited resources. There is no limit to the resources Jerry Jones will put into place. Yeah, but you got to manage the salary cap. Uh... And I think, you know what? I agree with exactly what you're saying. Like, you pay the guy if you think he's the guy. Obviously, Dallas isn't convinced he's the guy. Like, I'm not convinced he's the guy. They want to see one more. I think it's a good deal for Dak because that money he's getting paid this year for one year is astronomical. I'd sign that paper, too. When they put that paper in front of you and there's that many zeros on the end of it for one year, man, I'd be like, Phew. I'll be all over that. Go prove it. Doing the Kirk Cousins strategy. Take a couple of one-year franchise tag contracts and then go get paid with a lot of guaranteed money. Exactly. Yeah, and I think paid. I think Dak's going to go out and he's going to put the numbers up. I If there's a year. Let me, let me say that. Uh, I think him coming out motivated, he's someone that, um, you know, got drafted way lower than what his record should have gotten him drafted coming out of Mississippi State, playing against top-flight competition in the SEC. You know, some guys work better with that chip on their shoulder. You know, Paul Pierce isn't as good of a player as Paul Pierce was if he didn't have a chip on his shoulder and a mental note of every single team that passed on him. Some people need that motivating factor, and maybe for Dak that's what it is, and it's a matter of I'm going to go out here and I'm going to show you wrong, show you that you're wrong, Jerry. I'm going to show you that you're wrong, Steven, and make you pay me even more than what I was asking for in the first round. 
Yeah, the thing I the thing I question about the whole thing is I personally think that the Cowboys should sign him to an extension, uh, should sign to the contract, because um, I think that from where he was drafted, the return they've got on their investment from where he was drafted and how much he's improved from his rookie year to now, where he was he was putting up more passing numbers. He wasn't you know more of a dual threat. You know he really is a dual threat quarterback, but he's mm-hmm. throwing the ball around the field. And I think a lot of those games that they did lose, it wasn't because of him. I think there are a lot of other deficiencies on the team that kept them from going forward like they should have. And, All right. I, yeah. I gotta, I'm not interrupting, but I got to challenge you on something. You said the results they've gotten. The results they've gotten is no playoffs in the worst division in football. That's okay for you to give him an extension? I wouldn't look at everybody else on my roster. I don't think it's because of him that they didn't get there. I think that two years ago it was because they didn't get there because Zeke was hurt. And then I think last year, I don't think Zeke was ready to roll when the season started because of his holdout. And I think their defense has been suspect at best. Um, Their offensive line has started to have a little bit of a drop um, because obviously with the salary cap, you can't keep everybody. And he's, you know, he suffered a little bit because of that, but I just think that, from, you know, honestly seeing Andy Dalton, not my not my favorite quarterback ever. I think he had a great roster and he was did not rise to the occasion. Anyone that came in after him in the Bengals last several years was garbage. Um, out here in Denver, you know, they've been they benefited from having Peyton Manning here and won the Super Bowl my first year living out here. But after that it was Brock Osweiler and um, whoever was Blue in Baltimore Lock. for a long time, he was out oh, here. Um, lots of um, just pe- like garbage players that to see bad quarterback play. And I think they've got it straight now. I think Drew Locke's going to do really well. But to see like what bad quarterback play can do and then seeing what Dak has been able to do, I would say he is worth every penny that you would need to pay him because I do think he's a fully capable quarterback compared to some of these other people that have managed to latch on to jobs. Well, here's the thing real quick on Zeke Elliott. I wanted to pay him. Uh, he's an Ohio State legend. He was big reason they won a title and all that stuff. But I'm going to come out and say I don't know how interested he is in playing football. Rumor was he never seen the weight room. He's an extremely talented individual. But I don't know. I, I definitely don't think I'd have paid him. I also don't think I'd have paid Amari Cooper. I think he's a little overrated. I think he disappears in big games. There's some a lot of statistics to back that up. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can't blame it all on deck, but I mean, it just overall, I'm just, it's the Cowboys that they always get overhyped. The roster always gets overhyped. I'm not a huge fan of what they got. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll see about Zeke Elliott overall. I mean, he got paid, but he also is notorious for doing stuff with, uh, doing stuff that, that will mess with his money yeah. on the regular. And I wonder if he's ever going to learn from that. That's a whole He's in the story. same category as Odell Beckham Jr. of doing things that don't make sense and messing with your money. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, we'll keep moving. I know we're we – uh, let's see. We probably just skip everything as far as the 13 players on Texas testing positive for COVID. We kind of talked about that, you know, that's a for how basically we don't necessarily think that sport's going to happen. Any if they did happen, how are you going to, you know, have a team or have a season once someone tests positive for COVID then everyone else has to be quarantined for 14 days. I just don't see how you can do that with any program. Like, because the teams, they're all around each other all the time. There's no way they can get around it. And they can't predict who's going to get sick and who's not. So, 
that's just that's a tough one for me. But like I said I'm gonna keep moving because uh, that's what we're gonna do. Should Kaepernick get picked up by an NFL team now that apparently the NFL's on board with them uh, playing? And all right, well let's go ahead and put him out there. You know they made him sit out for three years. Do you think he's still capable, talented enough to be a backup quarterback in the NFL? I think, I think in a way, if you're Kaepernick, you don't come back. Um, if you're going, has, I thought it had been more than three years, but however long it's been, you know, that's a substantial time off. Um, and he would have to come in, learn a system. And I think at this point in time, it would be now such a deal that he's had a job considering all the other events and things that are happening that a team's going to be reluctant to sign him anyways, can, considering those uh, concerns, but then also the fact that now you're going to have a media firestorm. Um, and personally, if I'm Kaepernick, you have been able to make a better, a bigger influence and being able to draw more attention in a way by being a martyr. And if you would come back now, you honestly stand more of a chance of damaging yourself and damaging kind of the movement you started and damaging your brand if you come back and you fall flat on your face. Um, I don't think that's him hiding. I think that's him honestly saying this time has come and now my time and my role that I can play best is an activist. Um, I think it's ridiculous that the NFL, in my opinion, did, you know, collude and keep their teams from signing him. I know that there was a long rumor that he was going to sign here in Denver with the Broncos. And I think he could have really been a, a great bridge, but ultimately for some reason him and LA couldn't come to see an eye to eye. But if I'm Kaepernick, I don't see, I see there being more of a risk and a detriment to coming back than there is of a reward. Well, you're right. Seven million. He had 7 million on the table from Denver and he passed it up. That is true. Facts. So uh, my take on it is, uh, he wasn't very good when he left. All right. He did well in Harbaugh's system, took his team to a Super Bowl, uh, did not do well later on, struggled in the passing game, felt like teams figured him out, kind of like, uh, you know, quarterbacks that kind of have like a niche type of way they play, you know, they get, they get figured out. Uh, I, there's no way he can still play. You know, you see him now, he's all leaned up. He don't even look like the same guy. When he was an excellent player, he was big, strong, and fast. And Absolutely. when you see him now, he don't look like that any longer. No, he's still uh, super he's, athletic, but he's just so lean. Well, I mean, he's a vegetarian, and I know there's a lot of people on that now. I mean, I think if you play physical like he does, you need to, you need to eat like it. Like, you know, I mean, sure. I'm not big on the vegetarian diet for athletes at this point, especially not football players, dude. You got to be big and strong, dude. Nobody got strong off of carrots. Dude, you got to you gotta eat some cow, man. I mean, come on. Right. Nah, uh, I agree. I agree. You're, you're right. There's, you're totally right that there are not many vegetarian uh, strength athletes. No. And then uh, he's, he's been out of the league several years. Uh, I mean, you know, you guys know how hard it was just to come back from break from playing the year before. Hell, how, how bad your helmet hurt that first couple of days or, you know, your shoulders get sore from having them shoulder pads on. 
This and he's old. What is he? Thirty? How old is he, Terrell? Thirty? What? He's two? Three? 30, I think he's thirty-two. He's the same age 30, as Andy. 30. He's the same age as Andy Dalton. They were both in that same class, same round. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, no, he can't play. I agree with. I don't even think he wants to play. I think he'd rather be a martyr personally at this point. Uh, he's shown no inclination to work with teams to get a deal done, in my opinion, just from what you see on the outside. Uh, I will say there was definitely a point in time where I was I was hugely on the Kaepernick train. And I, I mean, you guys saw many times on our uh, text thread that we've had going for years and years that we would see Dalton have just an absolutely terrible game. I'm like, I guarantee that Ka- Kaepernick could do at least this bad, if not better. Well, do you guys believe – I don't know if you guys seen that article. Do you believe Hugh Jackson wanted to sign him with the Browns? Do you, do you believe anything Hugh Jackson says at this point? I believe it. I think that – I think Kaepernick could honestly fit pretty well into the type of system that Hugh Jackson ran. Um, but I also think that into the then when it came down to it, there would be so much political fallout. There would be so much – just of a media disaster that would have gone around anybody signing him at that point in time that it trumped any benefit that he could have brought to your team. It's the same thing like when uh, Tebow basically left here and then like went to the Jets or like when Brett Favre was doing his annual retirement party. And it would just be an absolute media like shitstorm and you it would take away from actually like the purpose of camp. It is, I agree, it is a media storm, but like if you have a veteran team, say like a team like Seattle with Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, a veteran team, a team that knows how to run the media and you brought Kaepernick in, hell, just the jersey sales alone would blow through the roof. I mean, it really would be a good business investment. It'd kind of be like having Tebow on your team or remember Michael Sam who never played a down for the oh, yeah. Rams with a million jerseys. It'd be a smart business decision just from just from a financial standpoint. Another way to look at it, too, because, I mean, here's the thing. No one's talking about signing him to come in to be a starter. They would be signing him to come in as a backup. And a lot of times when you're signing a backup, you want to sign someone that knows your system or is familiar with a similar type of system. I mean, why do you think that Hoyer always ends up back with the Patriots? Because he knows Belichick and uh, the OC's system. So if you think about it, Kaepernick would need to go to a team that does like does a lot of run pass options. So you mentioned Seattle. Tilly could probably fit in there. Probably even could fit in with the system that they're running in Kansas City for Mahomes. But it has to be the right fit. I think that's also the reason why Cam Newton hasn't been signed to anybody this offseason is to have Cam on your team, you need to have him fit into a very, very specific type of system. And that there's not a lot of that out there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that um, completely. Uh, that's why I was saying if he was to get signed to a team as a backup, it would have to be certain teams that run certain systems. So, you know, like I said, the Seattle's out there, Baltimore, uh, you know, with, you know, Lamar Jackson, quarterback. Maybe maybe Dallas, you know, they got more pass-happy last year, so they kind of changed it up to where they did throw the ball more. But, um, you know, even like a, in, in Buffalo with Josh Allen, how they're running system, mm-hmm. they do a lot. You no, know, I feel like they're similar and how they play and how they would run, you know, run a system. And they wouldn't have to adjust too much moving from Allen, if he ever got hurt, to Kaepernick to running the offense, you know. So I think there are certain systems. But obviously, he wouldn't fit everywhere. Um, but they, it would definitely have to be a special circumstance. 
Well, because of the media storm, right, I would and, – and people wanting to see him on the field if you did sign him, I think if you're a team that signs him as your backup, you have to have an unquestioned starter that no one would question ever getting pulled because of a bad game. Like, right. he'd have to be behind Drew Brees. He'd have to be behind Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, someone where you can't question ever pulling them out of the game. Like, if you put him, say, on Buffalo and Josh yeah. Allen starts out rough, dude, the, the, that's all they would talk about on ESPN is when is Kaepernick going to get a shot. It'd be right. detrimental to that team. The only way I'd sign him is if I had that unquestioned starter where people couldn't question the fact that I'm not going to pull him to put Kaepernick in. Right. I, I mean, I guess that's another way that, you know, KC or Seattle could totally fit. I mean, no one's expecting Mahomes to get pulled. No one's expecting Russell Wilson to get pulled. But again, that's two very, very, that's two examples there. You threw Baltimore out there, but with the build that Kaepernick has anymore, he can't sustain the hits that Lamar Jackson takes. Let's just get real. I don't think he can play anymore, just plain and simple. That's where I would end the conversation with me. I just don't think he can play anymore. I think uh, if, I, if I was putting money on it, I would definitely uh, put money on the fact that he can't play anymore or he can't come in and play at the level that would be necessitated to further kind of his story. Because if he comes in and he can't play, it just turns into a matter of, well, see, this is why no one signed him. It's because he can't play with, and take out the fact that he's been on the shelf for three, four years. And I'm surprised a team maybe at the NFL got together and was like, hey, let's give this guy a chance, let him go play a couple preseason games and look awful and justify their uh, position for the last couple of years. And then on the flip side, it becomes out in preseason and lights it up. And you're like, wow, I got a quarterback and you can win some games. It's almost a no-lose situation. True. But, I mean, there's also so many other people that are doing that. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater just finished doing that tour for basically the last two, three seasons. And then, you know, there's always – think about it. The most popular player on the team is always the backup quarterback. Everybody that's always thinks he can get in. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, I, how many people do you know that have an AJ McCarron jersey? I hope nobody. <laughs> I hope at least two or three. Unless it's Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> totally different scenario then. Right. You're right, though. As a Browns fan, I know all about the love of backup quarterbacks going all the way back to Kelly Holcomb behind Tim Couch. I can't take it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. The backup quarterback. God. <laughs> all right. Let's keep moving. I think we all know where everybody's standing on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know if Kaepernick's good enough to go out there and play right now. I hope he gets a chance. I'll just say that. I hope somebody signs him. I'd love to see the circus. <laughs> Dave's always about the circus. Always about the circus. <laughs> All right. We're going to do this one quick, then we're getting a rapid fire. So um, what do you pack for summer vacation? What are the, what are the essentials? What do you need if you're going to go on summer vacation? I was really hoping we had DJ for this conversation. <laughs> Because we're all in relationships, so we got to be careful on this one. 
Yeah. So, I know for me, yeah. Uh, yeah, good. No, I was just going to say, you know, you got to have some liquor, got to have some beer. But here's how I say this, because, you know, I live in an area where the tax structure can be different really drastically in different places. Plan ahead. Like, if I'm going to Delaware, I know the taxes are low, and I'm going to buy my beer and liquor there. I'm not going to bring it from PA or Maryland. If you go to Maryland, you want to buy it there. If you're going to New York, <laughs> you want to buy it where you're at. So, you know, make sure <laughs> – and, and I'm going to throw this one out here because, you know, on the on this event here, we try to help people. You know, you got to make sure you remember your bathing suit. And please, if you're a dude, please make sure it is long enough, right? The urinal look is not cool in America. I'm not trying to go out there and see all that. So bring a bathing suit. Make sure it's uh, of length. You know, if, if you can put your arms down, like just like you did in school, and it's above your fingertips, Dude, go back to the store and get another one. Um, or if you are going to go with the short suit, do a trim job first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, know what you Yeah. Yeah. So uh, make sure you bring a towel. You know, uh, don't be boring with this. Get something good. Don't bring your towel from the bathroom. That's tacky, I guess we'll say. Uh, make, sure, make sure you bring some sunscreen. You know, uh, and here's an important thing. All you need is flip-flop shorts and shirts. If you need anything other than those three things, you're probably going to the wrong place. If you need a sweatshirt, you're going to the wrong place. Flip-flop shorts, shirts, T-shirts. That should be all you need. Sunglasses and a hat, right? If you need more than that, you're going to the wrong place. Let's go on to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, Dane, I agree with you there. Uh, like I said, for, for vacation, I'm going to Destin. There were the family. We're all going down there. We got a condo down there and everything. So the only things I'm really going to bring, honestly, so I'm going to have shorts, flip-flops, probably maybe three T-shirts, four T-shirts, and, like, hats. Probably have a couple of hats to have down there and sunglasses. Literally, I don't know if anything else that I would really need to bring, you know, Besides, like, you know, the cleaning essentials, you know, deodorant, toothbrush, all that stuff. But You're literally that, able to pack in a Target bag. I, yes, 100%. Like, <laughs> my suitcase will be – it'll be mine and probably Caden's stuff together in the suitcase because we don't need much, you know. So Lee, real everything. quick, it brings up a funny point, man, because I used to make this mistake, the ultimate mistake dude i would literally use a shopping bag to bring my stuff remember at terrell and cali i had like a kmart i'm always keeping cheap i ain't trying to spend no money on no backpack and book bag man you can oh, get yeah. that stuff for free the store and half the time you're going to leave it anyways that's right <laughs> <laughs> I, I know i showed up on a. I showed up for more than more than a couple of trips with just a uh, change of clothes and like Trail was saying, toothbrush, deodorant, all the contact solution, all the necessary stuff, and uh, was ready to roll. Yeah, heck yeah, man! Like I love it when people like out here, like oh, I'm going up to the main, I'm going up to the cabin in Maine for the weekend. What? We going to Maine <laughs> for you, reindeer? Like what? The heck? I mean, <laughs> hey, I, I'll, I'll say this: I'll, I, I would love to go roll up to a cabin in Maine, but. Hey, <laughs> Hey, you're the beach guy. I'm the mountain guy. It's all right. 
Who wants to go somewhere where it's going to be 40 degrees in freaking August? I mean, come on, man. We're a tropical species, man. I ain't trying to go up in a Our, our lists are going to be different, I can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Dane's all about the beach. Lee, you want to go hiking, and you want to be in the elements in the wilderness and everything like that. And that's oh, going to yeah. be a good time. So I'm, I'm waiting to hear what your list is going to be. Uh, so my yeah, list was – uh, from the hotel to the restaurant. <laughs> uh, so cooler, definitely got to have a cooler. Bluetooth speaker because we really don't want to be doing the thing where you stick your phone into a solo cup trying to make a janky speaker. Just don't be like that. <laughs> uh, towels, etc. You know, you already covered sunscreen and bathing suits because uh, we still do need that up here. Um, I, we normally take Crosley with us a lot of time, so I got dog stuff on here, but I know uh, the dog stuff I have to take is much different than the dog stuff that Dane has to take. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Dane just has the – he just has to bring the – what is it, the the pet rover. Yeah. He just he, has he, have his dog in there and have her covered up in it, and she's just well. – Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 that's why I don't have nothing. I can't bring anything more than this because there's no room for my stuff. <laughs> and then uh, I got – we do a lot of hiking, obviously. So I got Colorado specifics, like uh, hiking boots, tents, other camping gear. And uh, one thing you definitely have to have, bear spray, because uh, you never know who's going to come uh, visit you through the course of an evening on a trail. Wait, and, wait, uh, let me stop you right there. Did you just say bear spray? Yeah. I'm not going on vacation with you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with city vacation instead of uh, getting out where we have to have bear spray. But, no, yeah. literally uh, – Last night where we were, you had to – they call them bear lockers, and they're basically cast iron lockers that are your campsite where you have to put, uh, like, food, lotion, deodorant, like, all that type of stuff. You put it in there so basically uh, the bears don't smell it and come uh, mess with you. What the – Dane, silence. Dane, <laughs> I'm never going to – I wish I could ever. see Dane on the call right now. <laughs> Dude, I but, never uh, got – the other yeah, two I never things saw I <laughs> never saw a bear on Dewey Beach, huh? No. Yeah. Uh, then the last two things I had on my list were uh, got to have snacks. Don't be don't be out, you know, either too late or middle of nowhere with no snacks. And uh, we'll just say recreational snacks along lines, you know, beverages sure. or whatever else you need. Right. Hey, y'all out there, in Colorado? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so all right I guess I'm, I'm pushing this so we're not on here for two hours and it'll be easy for us to talk for two hours on this show so i'm gonna go straight into rapid fire uh what do you guys think about jamie fox he's uh he's training to play a role to play mike tyson in the movie what are your thoughts on that i guess he's trying to bulk up a little bit i love the choice man you know he's got that weird voice you've seen him do it since in living color you know <laughs> And he does he does great impressions, you know, Ray and stuff like that. I mean, Jamie Foxx is a talented guy, man. He even stole Tom Cruise's wife, man. He's got game. He's got talent. <laughs> I'm all for it. I like it. I mean, yeah. Like you said, he's get, he's got a history with biopics. And also, man, he's an athletic. Look at what he did on any given Sunday. I think he's a great choice. Got love Willie he here. That Willie Steeman Beeman, man. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Our our uh, our weekly Kim Jong-un topics. 
What do you think Kim Jong Un's favorite foods and alcoholic beverages are? I'm gonna let Lee take the lead on this one because we like to get him in. We love Kim Jong on this show. He's a fascinating character, I'll put it. What do you got, Lee? Um, so they say sometimes that you hate what you love the most. So I'm thinking like he really gets down on some quintessential American food. So I'm thinking uh, like a Chick-fil-A chicken finger basket with some waffle fries and just all the ranch you could ever imagine, you know, just really soaking it up with that NASCAR vinaigrette. And uh, I know he's also got a thing for uh, the Bulls and Michael Jordan. So maybe just some deep dish Chicago style pizza and sticking on that same, you know, Loving what you hate type thing, Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I could just see him sitting in his palace with Dennis Rodman. There's like a giant pig roast, like a whole pig spit sitting in his freaking palace corporate area, whatever you want to call it, right? Just sitting there gorging on American food, American drinks. He definitely looks like he's drinking Budweiser. He's pretty hefty. Me and Terrell already had the 400-pound debate. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard that one. Maybe a few Long I Islands. I, I can see him throwing some Long Islands back. Yeah, he's never seen a vegetable because there isn't any in North Korea. So I'm assuming he's he's just eating the pork. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I agree. I picture him just eating straight American food, American fast food constantly. So he, you know, he'd have his uh, – his DoorDash fast pass for like, you know, McDonald's, Burger King. So he's going to have his Big Macs. He's going to get his, uh, his triple Baconators, you know, his triple Whoppers and everything. Everything's going to be super size or plus size and everything. Get all the sauces to go with it. He's not going to be clean about it. He's going to be sloppy about eating it. He's going to be that gross dude that's like, man, you need to take a step back. And he's not, he's going to be there eating his food, drinking his drinks. That's how I picture him doing it sitting there in front of a big old TV and have everybody serving him food. He might even be eating it himself. He might be having people eat, like, feed him his food for him. I can picture that. I know. I can just picture, too, like, his band of 18 beautiful Korean women that play music for him and Rodman when they're there. They're just all playing there while he's just sweating, eating, like, his third triple Whopper, dude. Oh, man. Oh, I can picture it. All right. So besides eating and probably drinking Budweiser's, what does Kim Jong Un do for fun? <laughs> Lee, what's he do for fun besides a bad Trump? Well, uh, actually, uh, messing with Trump was going to be my third one on my list uh, for what he does for fun. But uh, I feel like golf. I don't know if he actually like plays golf or if he just goes to like the driving range, which is. No, we just talked about the laziest, the laziest portion of golf, and it's also my favorite way to golf is just to go to the driving range. But uh, both of those, and then I know he loves basketball, but I don't see him out there shooting very much. So I feel like a whole lot of NBA 2K. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I think he does play golf. Though we were debating the other week whether or not he actually got a hole in one. You know, so let's on every hole, of right? course. Yeah, yeah, he I mean, put off the perfect game. The perfect game. <laughs> yeah. Must have been a part I three, I guess. PSR. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? He, uh, so on what's he do for fun? I'm sure he's surrounded by women all the time. I'm sure he's surrounded by McDonald's all the time. 
and I'm sure he enjoys his torture chambers and all that crazy stuff. Uh, he's a pretty sick individual. Uh, you know, I, I, I think anything any normal psychotic 400-pound person would be into. Yeah, that's probably about right. I'm probably right on, you know, right on board. And, you know, with my thoughts are right on par with what you just said right there, for sure. Probably hanging out, call with Will Robin, see what's good. Make sure he has the his 19 ladies that are playing whatever music that he demands on the, you know, on the ready. And, um, yeah, just smashing food constantly, do we, for sure. Do we know what his music of choice is, though? That's the real question. Well, I, I do is. know what Rodman said that he was out there visiting, and Rodman asked if he could have the girls play, you know, some Pearl Jam or Nirvana and stuff like that. And they couldn't do it because they were playing the Dallas theme song the whole time. I don't know why he likes the Dallas theme song. So the next time Rodman said he came back to North Korea, the girls came out and they were playing Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. So good for them. I think the most amazing part of that is that Rodman was the one requesting Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Yeah, he loves rock and roll. He's been a Pearl Jam yep. fan since day one. Yep. Can't disagree so. with it. <laughs> All right, so do you think that, like, do you think it would be possible if, like, Dane, could, Dane and I could uh, make a trip out there in North Korea, do an interview, you know, do interview style, um, kind of do an interview with Kim Jong-un, you know, interview style, like on the movie The Interview with James Franco? Yeah. Um, I mean, think we can pull that off and make it happen. I, I think and, you guys and, could and, totally and be pull able to it make off. It back. And be able to oh, make no. it back to the United States. Absolutely. Was, no. No, like the pulling it off aspect, yeah, that totally could be done. Um, what I was going to say is to make sure you have all your affairs in order. Paperwork's all signed. I's dotted, T's <laughs> crossed. People are taken care of. Uh, and then, yeah, by all means, go because you ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I mean – a serious note like he like they he, he he killed that dude from cincinnati you know what i mean like this dude's yeah. crazy uh you know he's a he's a sick dude uh me and terrell going out there to interview him uh i'm not yeah, sure we i really want to to be honest with you i mean i'll be a little nervous about that like i'm cool with staying here and keeping yeah. it at a distance yeah, that's a, that's hollywood i'm definitely not going out there <laughs> north korea uh you know what? It's crazy that in the modern world, there's still societies like this. And his isn't the only one. We just always talk about him because he likes to antagonize the U.S. But if you go watch like that show, The Dark Taurus on Netflix, where he travels to these other countries, it's amazing that there's still places like that. Makes us feel lucky to still be where we're at. Oh, if, I mean, just check out uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He pretty much does like a dictator of the month. Yeah, right. I mean, can you imagine what a great job? I mean, these guys. <laughs> what a great job! <laughs> I mean, he does what he wants. He does what he wants. I'll give him that. He does what he wants. But man, that's messed up. Messed up. So like I said, hey, I'm keep moving. We talked about Kim Jong Un quite a bit. I'm just happy actually that the first uh, that's messed up. Uh, Moment of silence went to Dane and not me on this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think I think I think he's kept things pretty under wraps so far. So I'm sure it'll, it'll come up you know, for sure at some point in time next time we have you on the show. <laughs> um, before we get to mess with you, actually, I will go to get to mess with your money with Rail. Um, 
really I didn't have much going into it, but Dane did send a, uh, send a message talking about Josh Gordon. He's applying for reinstatement in it to the NFL after six suspensions uh, due to him not being able to, you know, pass a drug test. And I know there's different scenarios where he probably does have some type of mental health issue of some sort. I don't know what it is necessarily, and I'm sure he's been getting help, but I just don't know really the circle of people that he's surrounding them with, if that's the right circle, is that enough for him? Obviously, it hasn't been so far because he keeps getting suspended and he can't help but get suspended. And it's the NFL, and those dudes pretty much know, at least they used to know, when they were going to get drug tested. So they knew when they needed to stop doing what they were doing in order to pass their drug test. And for everybody doesn't know, he, he fails drug tests because he – uh, there's always marijuana found in his system. That's it. It's, it's marijuana. It's like he's doing hard drugs. He's not doing PEDs. It's marijuana. So most of the time, those guys know when they can be able to stop smoking and not be on drug tests. And I think that's just not smart by him, or he just doesn't care. And he's literally has been messing with his money his whole career. He could have been probably the top receiver in the game, getting paid top receiver money, and literally that's completely out the window, and he's not going to get that back ever like there's nothing he can do about that and I don't I just think it's absolutely terrible but hopefully he's getting his situation together hopefully you know the sixth time is the charm or the seventh time's the charm whatever you want to call it I'm not holding my breath like I said I don't know if it's because of mental health issues or whatever but I mean he's really messed with stuff you know his he's really messed with his money his whole career and he's lost out on multi-million dollars because he was definitely when he first came in the league I would say he was top tier receiver in the game from the jump, and he screwed it up. That's just me, though. Yep, Dang. it's an extreme. Case. It is an extreme case of messing with the money. Yes, extreme. I mean, he couldn't even hold his stuff together when he was with the Patriots, and, yeah, and the, that's the a, and that's a locker playing. room that yeah, that's a locker room that has a history of. You know, taking people that have they've had issues in other places, but I also think in a way it really speaks to the depth and severity of his uh, dependency and his, and the other issues that he has going on. Because I mean, the guy obviously has been one of the most talented wide receivers when he's been able to get on the field, but clearly there is something else going on. And if it's a dependency right. or if it's some, I definitely do think it's a mental health issue because you don't mess up that many chances just usually because you choose to. It's usually at that point in time, there is something that you need to look at and evaluate where this is coming from. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So Dane, I meant to ask you this before. Um, I know you got back in the, got back in the lift car seat earlier this week. Didn't know if you had any good stories for um, uh, Dane's lift chronicles. Oh, my God, it's as crazy as ever. And I only drove for eight hours all week. I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic. I felt like I was the only car out there when I turned it on because I had never been that busy. And I – oh, my gosh, dude. It's crazy that everybody's wasted all the time. It's like, man, how do these people live? Like, I'm picking up people all night long. They're just wasted all night long. I'm shuttling people back and forth from hotels. I probably was involved in more illegal shit in the last eight, eight hours of driving <laughs> in my life. So, uh, 
I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I, I'm gonna bring the Lift Chronicles back. I was thinking about it while I was picking up all these people. I love the ones that get in the car. Like I know you. Uh, no, you don't know me. No, I know you. No, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, next week, man. I look forward to hearing some of the stories uh, from from the Lift Chronicles. You know, I'm glad you're back in the car. Glad you're back in the seat. And I'm always interested to hear the craziness that's happening in and around Allentown, PA. <laughs> you got to set up yeah. a bootleg version of Cash Cab. I mean, yes. give them like scratchers or something as pri- as prizes. <laughs> yeah, all I, told, I, I got all kinds of ideas. I'm, uh, I'm, I might even go out tonight. It depends on if I decide to go out or not. Uh, we'll see what happens. I like to get a couple hours in here and there. Sunday fun day happening in PA. Oh, real quick, real quick, I got to end on this story because this is crazy, right? So I think it's like 3 a.m. I was driving, right? Pick up this woman. I'm driving down an alley in Allentown, right? One of the bad areas. And there is a dude, right, walking down the street, wobbling. He's got to be like 6'8". He's wearing a mask. He's wearing a construction vest. And he's carrying a knife that looks like a sword and an upside-down angle. And he's just wobbling down the alley. And I'm driving down this alley. And I'm looking at this dude. I was like, oh, my God, it's the real-life Michael Myers. He's real. What the hell is going on? But, he, but he's, like, you, he's wearing the orange, so he's letting you know that he's there. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, and I'm in this tight alley. And this woman, she lives there, so she's acting like it's nothing new. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, look window and as I drive by him I'm just looking 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 like did I really see that like I was like, like I'm still not even sure if I've seen it yet or not but it I, it was real guys it's crazy out there Mike Myers Michael Myers is real <laughs> real so it's amazing what you learn in the lift car Michael Myers is real everybody good luck sleeping tonight because it's real <laughs> nah man nah that's cool that's cool I appreciate it um, like I said I was trying to keep this short I know my parents are upstairs right now so I'll probably go hang on them for a little bit since they've been upstairs watching the kids they watch the kids all weekend so I should probably go help them out and actually you know, do my job as a as a parent and you know parent oh hey by the way happy Father's Day Terrell thanks man appreciate it I am I am the, the lone father the lone father of the of the podcast group so I appreciate it. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And, uh, you know, it's a little crazy sometimes, a little tiring sometimes, but I'm not mad about it. So, I uh, appreciate you guys getting together in this new format. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do this more often and we can get our schedules to work out. And maybe I'll get lucky and uh, we'll have DJ on for a few left turns and, uh, <laughs> you know, ra- random quotes to see if we can you know, keep it together. Full blown crossfire that way. <laughs> for sure man for sure so i uh, appreciate everybody um like i said look forward to next week dan i know we're talking we're going to go ahead and and bag on different things that you can do to get back outside and in the air and like talk bad about google's list that they have out here like have a scavenger hunt or plant a vegetable garden i know me personally i'm not going to plant a vegetable garden <laughs> yeah we got to start with that next week because i i just don't understand where google gets this stuff i mean yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Dane, I got you. I got ways to make a scavenger hunt and tourists in your own town not suck. All right. All right so I'm there it is. We're going to 
to defend this god awful list. Oh no, no, I'm not taking all these. I'll take of some planning, of planting <laughs> a garden in the back of your apartment. There we go. Yeah, yeah no, that lie. one's not on my list of things. Man, that are not good. lie, I have done a scavenger hunt for the Indy 500. It was interesting, <laughs> but um, I don't recommend scavenger hunts overall, though. But that one was kind of cool. <laughs> on that note yeah. I, want to, I want to thank Dane thanks for, thanks for being here again Lee thanks for coming back out again we appreciate you obviously we kept things a little bit lighter this time around and <laughs> thanks uh, yeah well you know you gotta do that sometimes so yeah. but I appreciate y'all good talking with you and uh, I'm sure we're talking in here soon maybe next week so there you go right, see y'all All right, everybody, on today's Relax and Take Notes, just want to say happy Father's Day once again to all the fathers out there. I know I get to celebrate Father's Day, and, you know, I'm excited to be a father. I'm excited to be basically a mentor and and uh, shape the kids in the image that um, I believe they can be and try to lead them the best that I can and show them um, how to live life and how to be a good person, how to be a good kid, how to be respectful how to be hardworking and, you know, how to just enjoy themselves and enjoy life. So, yeah, do that for your kids, do that for your family. Uh, let them know that you'll always be there for them. That's what I'm doing. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll view me as uh, in the same light that I view my parents um, as I get older. So, until then, uh, until next time, uh, we have fun today. It was good talking with Lee and Dane. Like I said, it's been a while since we all spoken together at the same time so that was exciting to do hope we'll get to do it again and um we look forward to next week so like i said until then um we'll talk to you soon later